Hi Wolfgang, uh, what I recognized the last time is if we translate your first name to English is actually pretty cool. You recognize that? Yes, that's Wolfgang. Yeah, Wolf is the wolf and gang is how it walks, right? The, yeah, the, uh, the maybe. Walk, wo the walk of a wolf. This, this is actually... <laughs> you recognize yeah. that? Um, I know that, uh, but it came from the 900s uh, uh, before uh, Christy and uh, from Austria. And uh, it was uh, a religious person um, in Austria. Yeah, that uh, was uh, something if you look into uh, where it comes from. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I did this <laughs> long years ago. And um, my my mother is from Austria. So okay. um, that was uh, something related. <laughs> yeah, but still, I think even, even further back, the name means something in German. And I think that it's Wolf is probably from Wolf, right? From the wolf. You don't You don't mm. think so? I, I don't I don't know exactly if this is, it's uh, so easy <laughs> to but combine. I expected you you know, to say um, it is really the case. It is a cool name and it, and it means you know how the how the wolf walks. <laughs> <laughs> works or walk? <laughs> walks and works uh, works even better probably in your case, right? So. Um, uh, you told me the last time you are working as a Java. Uh, what is your official uh, t title? Uh, sorry, I forgot it. Uh, it is something with Java team, right? Yeah, it, official title uh, is it's Graal SC mm -hmm. um, uh, Sales Consultant. Mm -hmm. uh, but in uh, in Europe uh, we uh, put it to uh, Systems Engineering, uh, and uh, my role is for Java SE and for Graal VM. Mm -hmm. yeah. I had in, in the. Mm -hmm. Worldwide uh, Java team. Mm -hmm. Do you remember the old Sun Tech days? Yes. Yeah, they were in Frankfurt, and I met James Gosling there. I don't know; it was probably twelve years ago, and um, and he told me that there is a project Maxwell. You are you know what project Maxwell was? Yeah, it was um, a, a former project, uh, but yeah, yeah, I I, n I never was uh, in touch with that. Yeah, and I wrote a blog post about Project Maxwell. Uh, probably 14 years ago because I was really uh, into it and there was from Sun Labs and the project Maxwell was and, and the story was I wrote the blog post and then the project somehow disappeared and what it was was the attempt to write uh, a Java virtual machine in uh, in Java Yeah. and then the project was uh, uh, renamed to Maxine and I didn't Maxine? Knew yeah and, and it's something before yeah, Graal. our Graal, Graal VM and yeah. I Ask many people, you know, do you know Maxwell? What happened with Maxwell? And the first person who answered the question was in the uh, uh, previous podcast was uh, Thomas Wörtinger. Thomas Wörtinger. He, he knew uh, about that. So they renamed the yeah. Maxwell to Maxine. And then I lost the track. Yeah. And then Maxine became Gralvium with yeah, uh, interesting right. uh, background. So um, so what it means is this Gral stuff started at some times already. So it is actually a pretty old project. But I would say probably the most interesting and impactful project in 219 and 220 if you if you ask me for 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 couple of reasons right so the yeah. the, the 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 obvious reason is the uh, the uh, how to call it transpilation from java to native which is uh i would say interesting and useful but uh yeah, or i would say um for marketing very good for serverless very good and it saves ram and and whatever but uh, the the hidden gem i would say is 
the interoperability of different languages, right? So what you what you can do with GraalVM, uh, you, you, you get uh, extremely con compatible JavaScript runtime. And why I tell you extremely compatible, as GraalVM came out, I installed that and I did something wrong with the, uh, and I forgot about that. And what I did is I set GraalVM in the path. So, and the impact was I used Graal without knowing it as a replacement for Node.js. So all, all oh. my JavaScript projects run on Graal for, I think, one year at least, and it worked perfectly. But in one point of time, I had to upgrade Node.js, Node uh, Node and I just look, you know, at the at the version, it's like, Graal? Why it runs on Graal? And then I recognize without knowing it that actually all my, my back then, that was probably uh, React or Angular or whatever, uh, was uh, ran actually on Graal VM without any issues. And, um, and, and this is remarkable. And the next thing is what you can do, you can combine Java and JavaScript in Graal VM. So there is actually an right. API. Um, where you can uh, write a Java program and call JavaScript and vice versa. And now the crazy thing is, and then you can compile the whole thing to native code. So right. what I do a lot with GraalVM, I, I create my own you know, command line utilities and small tools uh, where I can just write one single binary, put it to the path. And um, this is a nice replacement for me, you know, instead of using Python or or, or or whatever um, uh, shell scripts, I can now use Java. So um, this is amazing, I would say. So and now you are the the Graal VM guy. So are, are you also in touch with this, or rather boring? I would yes. say obvious, you know, serverless uh, uh, use cases. Um, so no, I'm in touch with the, with the whole thing, and um, I, I've um, yeah did that stuff for uh, almost uh, uh, past eighteen months or okay. two years from now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that was uh, the idea uh, to, to keep up with that technology. And um, I was always in touch uh, with the labs guys from uh, at that time for years ago, as it uh, called the Maxine project. Mm -hmm. And I was in touch with uh, some of the engineering people for a long time there mm -hmm. for exchange. And uh, therefore, um, it, it was really for me uh, to use it uh, for for stuff uh, two years ago now, uh, mm -hmm. and uh, that was so the idea uh, to keep up with the technology because of the polyglot features, mm -hmm. and um, therefore I uh, have written an article in the Java magazine, mm -hmm. and it was amazing. Uh, so many people they they liked it. Uh, I, I had much more uh, impressions on on Twitter uh, than the uh, print uh, edition okay. <laughs> was there uh, three times more, and that was a blast uh, in January this year for Java Magazine, mm -hmm. and um, that's uh, it's something really uh, which seems to be uh, likable by uh, most uh, technology people, yeah. and. Um, uh, so far, others uh, didn't get this stuff because uh, they're too far away. Uh, what does it mean uh, to combine, as you mentioned before, multiple languages in one uh, uh, virtual machine? And uh, even if you compile that uh, as a, a native executable, a native image, uh, which is uh, able to, to execute on its own, uh, that's very impressive. Mm -hmm. And um, the first time, uh, I think Thomas, Thomas Wörtinger mentioned this uh, many, many times as well uh, in, in your podcast, uh, episode uh, 78. And um, he, 
the uh, put in all that stuff uh, what people like and the polyglot stuff mm-hmm. is something which is uh, really uh, impressive because if you think about many development teams for web for um, fat client UIs, for server-side, different languages. Mm-hmm. So we have many teams, and don't forget the mobile stuff uh, with Objective-C and um, the Android stuff. So, so you have different experts yeah, and uh, always have a different look and feel for, for the outside business. Just don't lose uh, your your customers. Yeah? And, and that is... Uh, a, a really uh, promising approach by Graal that you combine all that stuff, mm-hmm. that you have a, a single runtime yeah, mm-hmm. in, in, in the future. Yeah. Uh, it needs to be uh, proven, yeah. but on, on the side, uh, you look what you mentioned with JavaScript, uh, you have the interpreter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and uh, with R, with Ruby, and uh, C, C++ on the low-level VM, uh, but on the native side with the Java language, uh, with uh, directly combined uh, on, on JVM languages like Java, Scala, Kotlin, you have a direct connection. Uh, yeah. and, and the best uh, part is it's written in Java. Yeah. So you have no breaks internally with debugging, uh, finding uh, problems, errors, mm-hmm. um, something uh, in in code uh, with debugging you have one language mm-hmm. uh, and that's something which is really uh, I, I think the most uh, popular feature but the uh, native image uh, people really like because uh, it's very very promising for uh, the combination of microservice frameworks in the future like you did uh, with Quarkus IO or uh, guys with Micronaut and uh, of course with Helidon uh, mm-hmm. And um, that's uh, a blast for um, low latency and uh, immediate uh, startup uh, time uh, caused by that. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's um, uh, by uh, an improvement by 100. Uh, and uh, the memory consumption, uh, it's, it's very, very good. Yeah. And uh, uh, this is something we, we can't really use with a full-blown JVM. It's impossible. Yeah, yeah. Regarding the RAM, so I tested several times, it is like, uh, it is amazing. So if you build the so Hello World micro-profile application, it will, uh, I think it will take so 10 megs of RAM in total. I mean, looking outside, if you if you go to the activity monitor, right, to the, uh, to the process explorer, you will see in total 10 megs of consumption. Uh, on JVM, the same thing already optimized on Helidon or Quarkus, would take around 80. So this is 80 max, at least, yeah. right? And yeah. this is not the heap. This is the total process. So I see that. But um, polyglot, I, I really hate the term. So I, I know I heard the, the polyglot <laughs> sessions at conferences for years, and they say, okay, use the right tool for the job. And what the developers then thinking is that every developer should choose different language and everything becomes cool. But from my perspective, it's not uh-huh. unmanageable. So something like this is just you know, crazy. And the, 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 uh, the reason for that is if you think about why Node.js is there, it's because the JavaScript developers didn't like to have you know, uh, Java on the back end. They wanted to have full-stack JavaScript. But I would, I would call it like you know, pragmatic polyglot. So, and I think this is um, we do it for years, for instance. Um, the, 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 the most uh, funkiest example is uh, this is one of the reasons I was uh, I was actually allowed to talk at Java one the very first time. The first talk ever accepted from me is as I hacked my my heating uh, from uh, and uh, to to improve you know the algorithms. And the problem with that with Java was back then that um, 
I, I had to tune the algorithms all the time. So because you, you never do, do it right, you know, in, in case the sun shines, I wanted, you know, to uh, to um, to power off the main heating and lots of tweaks. And uh, with Java, I had to recompile and redeploy the whole thing. And uh, I, I built it with the, uh, it was uh, the, uh, the proof of concept of Java E5. So uh, there was the EJB uh, packages with, were even mm -hmm. wrong, you know. This was a very early Java E5 with JBoss back then. And um, and I said, okay, what to do? And what I did is I used the, uh, it was JSR223, so the scripting extension of Java, or a step before. So I'm not sure whether JDK 1.6 was available back then, but the point was I was able to bind in Groovy to load on demand my algorithm without redeploying the application. And this, I did this, I, I stole the idea from my heating, this was 2006, I did it multiple times in, in various enterprise projects where we misuse Groovy to have, you know, fluid algorithms. Um, for instance, validations, we are able to load the Groovy script from a database and uh, to have, um, to have uh, I would say, very pragmatic uh, and, and robust, actually, a reason to, um, or reason way to, uh, to redeploy uh, changing algorithms. And we did the same with NAS1, Java 8. So it's yeah, okay, we, yeah. we, we don't need to you know Groovy and then NAS1. And um, and with NAS1 was an even step forward. So what we could do actually, we had an interface and we implemented the interface, interface with JavaScript. And now is even the step further. Now we have uh, two possibilities now with Graal. First, the startup of Graal is incredibly fast. Yeah. So what you can do right now, what you couldn't do before, we could, instead you know, of loading JavaScript, into JVM, we could actually encapsulate the entire. Uh, we can write the fluid algorithm in uh, in uh, in as a small uh, nano service. Let let's say just an interface, <laughs> yeah. uh, like serverless function. Let's say right. So you have a command yeah. pattern. Yeah, yeah. And because it starts in ten milliseconds, I don't have to reload. You know the JavaScript over and over again. I could just replace the Graal VM and the next call. You know what I mean. Yeah. So I can yeah. have a rolling yeah. update. So this was the first. So even without polyglot, it is fast enough that I can replace the entire algorithm between the calls because I don't yeah. have to, to to wait until it starts. And in, in with Kubernetes and whatever is absolutely possible. And the next thing is, of course, what I can do, I can now combine Java with JavaScript and, and load, right. it, uh, load it remotely. And the cool thing with JavaScript is... Um, it is very compatible JavaScript. As I actually uh, uh, asked Thomas Wöttinger, and I said, like, yeah, we have a team which really cares about the syntax, but the syntax is incredible. So we have ES6 modules of this cutting edge JavaScript, what I actually do in my JavaScript projects. So you can use you know, ES6 modules, which looks like Java, so that's actually the next step forward. So this is incredible. So um, I would say like, you know, in process polyglot, this could be then the next term. Not that, you know, one developer develops Python, the other one uh, Java. Yeah. And what we have right now is in-process polyglot, actually. So we yeah, have to yeah, coin the term, yeah. you know, in the next conference, in-process polyglot. <laughs> uh, we, will sh we will share the revenue, you know, the 100 euros what we get from for the session. So we, uh, we split and then drink a coffee afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm good for a coffee. <laughs> yeah, very good. Oh, that, that's exactly the point. Uh, if if um, the the language um, arena is um, fragmented, mm -hmm. uh, and and that what what I meant with my example before, mm -hmm. and uh, you mentioned it uh, in in one process. Um, the, the thing is, there is a, a transition from many languages, and um, you can go to the um, uh, Adobe. Um, 
the um, uh, ranking of the Tioba um, uh, index index uh, for the program <laughs> languages. And uh, so if, if you see uh, projects in the top 100, um, that's, that's weird. In the top uh, 25, it's even um, challenging. In the, in the top 10, uh, you, you always had to do uh, with uh, C, C++, Java. Yeah, uh, mostly Java is on the first uh, uh, place there. But uh, you, you can't uh, really uh, took away um, developers' passion on their language. Yeah? And um, most developers knowing more than 10 languages or, or even more. Yeah. And, and, and that's, that's not the case. The, the fragmentation comes from the, from the programs on the project sides. Yeah. And, uh, if, if in that case, it will take some years, yeah, to, to harmonize this, uh, to maybe two or three languages. And, uh, with no doubt, uh, JavaScript, uh, is something uh, each, uh, child, uh, learn this, mm -hmm. uh, immediately. Yeah. And, um, but uh, you have several breaks on it, uh, and and with with the GraalVM, yeah, uh, you can put this in the first step together. And if this really is compiled in in one step in in, in a running process, that would be or in in threads you can um, distribute. That would be perfect uh, mm -hmm. in the future. Mm -hmm. uh, but the, the first step was there uh, just to change something in the hotspot VM, the C2 compiler, uh, written in Java, which was before written in uh, C++. Uh, mm -hmm. And uh, that took years. I, I, I think uh, Thomas uh, Wörtinger told this many times, uh, how, how he need to benchmark his performance <laughs> and showing to people uh, internally inside Oracle and um it's, it's something, uh, which is uh, really hard. Yeah. And I, I had a, I had a fun story which fits here. Um, after the acquisition of, of BEA, uh, we had Jay Rocket with exactly. the, um, JVM, uh, Markus Hert, Max Lagergren, uh, written this, uh, with the team and, uh, with Virtual Appeal, uh, the company BEA bought. And, uh, then I, I sit together at a Java One, uh, meeting, um, and um, where uh, the people uh, was showing J Rocket, yeah? and uh, I told to my neighbor, uh, which was John Rose, um, oh, uh, there's a good a good idea to combine both <laughs> JBMs, mm -hmm. and, and he 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 lost uh, any um, 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 few for his face. It was just frozen. Mm -hmm. uh, he's he's a very very good guy, uh, and and. Uh, he, he was thinking about that immediately and he was shocked because mm -hmm. uh, he, he did the step from uh, the client and uh, server uh, JVM uh, at Sun uh, years ago. Yeah? And, and that was painful. Yeah? Mm -hmm. And uh, he, he had always uh, thought about the corners uh, 10 years ago mm -hmm. uh, ahead. Mm -hmm. So uh, 10 years ahead, how will this be compatible and don't break? Mm -hmm. uh, and so he was shocked. He was shocked for for a minute. He can't say anything. Uh, and then <laughs> he, he he told about uh, some things how to merge JVMs. Uh, and it ends up uh, with the management capability uh, and uh, the capability of the Java flight recorder with Java mission control. Uh, and and so it was separated, and then some good things added, but not on the, at the core. Mm -hmm. 
though though it was clear and uh the 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 people don't want to 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 um defend things but they knew it's very very stable and and we should never forget that hotspot uh, is is one of the maturest things uh, you can uh, you you can't really break it at these times so yeah. i i so called uh, over engineered uh, the the uh, hotspot v- VM, uh, but you you have all the stuff you can um, build things around. So Coral had to compete from uh, eight years ago from that, and um, on the compiler interface uh, abstraction level, yeah, um, with the uh, JVM CI, yeah, um, this was the initial um, um, yeah uh, university. Uh, study work, yeah, which made it possible to exchange C2, yeah. But, uh, it's, it's very hard, uh, for, for years for the whole team, yeah, to, to really, uh, show the performance and to get accepted, yeah, by other people, um, engineering managers, yeah, who are responsible for that. Yeah? And that was a long way, a hard way. And, um, one, one of the best, uh, Thomas Wertinger, uh, did this perfect with, with the whole team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> that, uh, that road, uh, is, is not, uh, um, reached their, their goal, uh, now. It's just there. Yeah. But, uh, if, if we on that level, and here comes the polyglot passion of each, uh, developer, if these, uh, people really like the machinery with Graal VM under these, yeah, mm-hmm. they would, would, uh, extend, uh, these kind of things and would use it. Yeah. But it's, it's a long, uh, road trip that, um, um, might, um, people, developers get rid of their loved, um, programming language. I, I don't think so that, uh, and that's the, the, um, the part where you embrace other languages with, without excluding uh, people, yeah. But in the next step, if, if people really see the benefit, um, of one language, yeah, which has a purpose on, yeah, mobile mm-hmm. or, um, for, for any kind of purpose, that would uh, take a lot of time, yeah. Because uh, people need to uh, take the code and to execute it and to see the results. Yeah? Mm-hmm. And it's a it's a longer trip uh, than <clears throat> than people expected uh, from if they just watch a polyglot feature. Oh yeah, it is. Uh, oh, uh, native image here it is. Uh, you can use it anywhere. It's not the case. You need uh, to to proper uh, look uh, at your requirements and then. Um, often uh, used by proof of concepts, uh, is this really working as expected? Yeah. Uh, give you another example where it was useful to me. Is, um, uh, I have to, um, So from time to time, I, uh, time to time, I was four times a year, now it's probably two times a year, uh, workshops at Munich Airport. And uh, the problem with the workshops is there's like, I, I have probably already 20 different workshops and I think, you know, what would be the next interesting thing? And I just uh, announced the workshop. But... I had, you know, to set the dates and the and the time in I think four or five different places in the form on the page and so forth. And I say without content management system, it's going to be you know uh, problematic. And I could of course use JSF or JSPs, but it's like why to use server? I need I just need static pages. And um, then I look at uh, JBake. There's a Java uh, project. So, okay, it's nice, but it's a little bit over-engineered for my purposes. And what I did then, I knew from JavaScript uh, there were libraries like Handlebars or Mustache. This is basically like mm. J- like JSPs, 
<coughs> but uh, this is like you know a little bit data binding, so you can pass JSON to the library, and uh, you can just have four loops, and you can uh, you can take the the variables and do some stuff with it. So it's very much like JSPs without JSPs. So and uh, I said okay. So what I will do is convention of a configuration one JSON file, then this HTML which is template, the same name. They will be loaded to a Java program. And into Java program, I will load the handlebars or mustache, which is perfectly, you know, documented, and I will not reinvent the wheel. The wheel, and then we we'll use Java again to write, you know, the result. And this is now fully automated. So you have one place with a small JSON object, which is read uh, with Java. So I use the uh, Java Nio to read conveniently the files and so forth. I use it for years, and now I can even use GraalVM to create a single binary. And now it's the cool story, right? Because I have a desktop machine, I can put it in path and just use my command line to start the process. Mm. So uh, this is very convenient. Now it can say, so, okay, this is your no fiddling at home. We did exactly the same in some startups to generate invoices. The problem with invoices is, you know, you need to you know a proper look and feel. You need to you know uh, the whole templating. And what we use is we use Mustache, GraalVM with Java, to have the whole layout, and because mustache on handlebars comes, you know, from from the HTML world, we can use you no know, higher whatever designer we have, and the designer can just design the invoice or the template because it's just stock syntax. So um, I would say this is the, the 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 cases where you can save weeks or even months in real world projects, and something like you no know, invoice contracts and all the templating. This is as the small corner cases. So I don't even you know think big. Like say we need a polyglot to solve something, or what I can, what I think, what will happen one point of time that we get some R statistics or module or calculation we have to include. Then I can just you know say okay, give me your your Graal uh, uh, Graal R function and just use it from Graal. So very pragmatic small yeah. cases where you can save you know tons of time. And there's a lot of involvement with fast R, mm -hmm. um, uh, which which is. Um, um, on, on GitHub, but it's on an experimental level. So, um, what would you mentioned, the, the whole, um, team in, in Oracle Labs about Kral <coughs> is, is working on, on, on mapping the, uh, language syntax, which should be interpreted. Mm -hmm. And, and they are, they are well trained and expert on that. So they, they really, know uh, for for different languages how to do it as you mentioned before with, with a high sophisticated javascript yeah and and these mapping internally yeah um, th this is uh, very very uh, interesting and um, this could be done for any language yeah? and at the end it will be more and more optimized so uh, it, it don't have any any reasons uh, about concerns for performance mm -hmm. yeah you really uh, just get uh, what you want and and it's still interpreted yeah, yeah. and uh, and that's that's really the difference on that and um uh, for for all the other stuff i i really guess uh, that uh, if you have one language and and you can debug your whole programs and your whole program uh, your whole uh, project set uh, with java developers for instance it makes it uh, very easy yeah if you then uh, in a real world project have uh, different languages included it could be harder and mm -hmm. uh, even what we saw uh, with um, uh, dsls or uh, what um, other companies uh, did uh, i i i think you know the the goldman sachs um, um, a specific language uh, 
they implemented on Truffle yeah, on their own, and they they gave it for free at the um, at the, well, for years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was I think about more than a million lines of code. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how many many lines of code, and um, they really uh, put in a whole team to work on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, this is of course. Uh, like an experiment, but um, if I remember projects where domain-specific languages are written, yeah, how many people are, are there, and 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 just um, um, retrieving um, executables out of this or changing business code, yeah, mm-hmm. um, it, it had some benefits on on the on the business side, mm-hmm. but it had a, had drawback on the physical uh, layout uh, to to optimize it. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Sometimes you you won't get that uh, what you need uh, to write uh, to to get it uh, in a in a proper performance. Yeah? Mm-hmm. And that remind me uh, reminds me to the uh, case tools yeah? where you have a pseudo code and and <laughs> you you always need uh, to have a physical um, model. A data model, a data layer, yeah? mm-hmm. and uh, where you optimize this, what, what the outcome is. And if this is done inside a, an executable VM, mm-hmm. yeah? um, that would be um, a major step forward because the transformation um, from from the abstraction level from this language comes down to the physical layout yeah? mm-hmm. where, where the performance result is okay. Yeah, that uh, is, is a major step uh, in one machine. Yeah, and uh, even if if this is in in one process or something, or or in, in uh, as many threads you want to yeah to proceed with a, with a performance and the capacity on your hardware, that that would be uh, very promising. And um, I, I think there are a lot of uh, good stuff. I, I, I really don't uh, don't know in that detail, uh, like the lab guys, what what they would like to uh, work on. Uh, are you aware? Uh, but, are you aware of a WebAssembly? Yeah, that that's uh, something um, which comes uh, in the end of uh, last year uh, to Graal, and um, the uh, the the idea um, of this um, visionary uh, stuff uh, is uh, yeah. To, to embrace more and more. Yeah, yeah. but um, in the chat with Thomas, I said they, they are probably they are working on it. <clears> and <throat> what WebAssembly is, you can run basically bytecode in directly in browser. So, um, mm. and uh, there are already uh, lots of use cases. But what you could do in Graal VM, you can write Java code, then uh, transpile it to WebAssembly and run it in a browser. Now you can ask me now what is the purpose of that, but uh, what is the use case? But um, there mm. were, uh, for instance, at the Airports Munich, some developers with Swing apps, and they wanted to migrate to uh, to web. And uh, you can migrate one to one to web components more or less. The problem is they had uh, custom, like hashing or signing algorithms they had to use because they were certified or whatever, and they were written in C. And uh, what uh, what you can do then is, of course, you can cross compile C to uh, WebAssembly, but you could also cross-compile then Java algorithms to WebAssembly as well, and then invoke it from JavaScript. So uh, what you could do with that, you could create you know, uh, an, a responsive user interfaces where the heavy stuff is written in Java, which is uh, uh, um, easier to debug and to develop, and uh, Java is then cross-compiled to WebAssembly and runs in a thread in a browser. And then we can write around this functionality a uh, web components with JavaScript ES6 and 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 communicate with that. So this would be uh, the first 
very interesting use case on the horizon. So um, uh, because the uh, writing in a web assembly is a really pain right now. So uh, you, you need you know custom compilers with Rust or whatever. And uh, mm. and uh, Java is Java. I mean, we have uh, just looking right. at the Tayobi index. Java is number one, and uh, and this is uh, C is the number two, and Python number three. And yeah. uh, but you know the uh, the gap between C and Python is six uh, percent, and Java and C are almost the same popularity, and JavaScript mm. is number seven, um, which is uh, surprising to me. I would, uh, but uh, there's another index on GitHub where Java and JavaScript share uh, or C. The, I would say Java C, uh, JavaScript uh, uh, are uh, the most interesting one. What's what's um, What's on Tayobi right now also interesting is uh, there were, you know, the Scala's and all the languages just disappeared. So the number, t the first 20 languages are more or yeah. less reasonable right now. So we have Java, C, Python, C++, C Sharp, Visual Basic, JavaScript, PHP, SQL, R, Swift, Go, Ruby, Assembly, PLS, SQL, Perl, Objective-C, MATLAB, Classic, Visual Basic, and Scratch, which is surprising number 20, Scratch for kids. So it's a good thing, Scratch by Junior. But um, I remember the Tayobi Index last year, there were lots of esoteric, you know, esoteric languages, but right yeah. now it looks like, you know, I would say uh, reasonable. It became reasonable. And Java is going incredibly strong, which is a very good thing, right? Right. And um, there, there are always evolving languages uh, behind. Um, we, we saw this at the JVM Language Summit uh, year by year in mm -hmm. uh, Santa Clara. And um, so the, the weapons assembly stuff, I, I think to come back to that, as, as a, um, a low-level code format uh, which needs to be, um, uh, could be uh, exchanged yeah, uh, that that is something to to embrace uh, the, the web browser, of course. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, but uh, we w we would like to see more more use cases on that. Yeah, uh, and uh, it's still uh, as as far as I know uh, on on a visionary um, state now. So uh, it's it's an, it's something where you you have in mind it's experimental. And uh, it's it's on the roadmap, and uh, there are a lot of things uh, coming uh, with Graal, and there were announcements, I guess, in in January it was. Um, but anyway, uh, this this is something uh, to to strengthen the whole ecosystem yeah. and uh, embracing all the interpreted uh, languages. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, this, the same stuff. Uh, many people are waiting for fast R uh, uh, on the interpreted level, but it's still. For early adopters, it's uh, experimental. Uh, and there's and, an, and, yeah. and there's another <coughs> very interesting, uh, um, I would say, synergy, and uh, this is between GraalVM and JavaFX. So uh, before uh, Graal, I would say JavaFX is um, would had would have I would say it would have a really hard time to be adopted because uh, you need Java, and Java is not available everywhere. And with GraalVM. Uh, you can run GraalVM on iOS, on Android, and you get, you know, yeah. a, a extremely fast execution environment. And this extremely fast is really important because on mobile devices, you need responsiveness. So if this is lagging, you will lose. But if it's fast, it works. So now, and um, and uh, JavaFX, if you, if you go to JavaFX and search for JavaFX, you will find... It is extremely well maintained platform. So Java uh, FX 14 came out in March. So it is uh, very on par, I would say, with uh, with JDK 14. 
and their work is incredible. Less by Oracle, I would say more by Johan Foss and Gluon, that team. Yeah. But this right. is an incredible team. And, and I have to say, I underestimated, you know, the productivity of Gluon and Johan Foss. So I thought, yeah, they will try, you know, <laughs> as an enthusiast and fanboy, but it will never fly. But Johan is incredible. It just, you know, and, um, and the problem with Java X is not the, uh, I would say, the widgets. The problem is to maintain the platform. Because uh, everyone can can write a widget, it's not a big deal. So this is like you know CSS compatible. So it is very easy. Uh, it's really simple to write a Java Java X controller component, but maintain a stable platform. This is big deal, and you need to know extremely, uh, not extremely, you need a good knowledge about you know CPU architectures, operating systems, and and GPUs and whatever. And this is what the Gluon and Oracle they have, and they they cooperate on it. But now comes the cool thing. So what you can do is, if you have the Graal VM as a platform, you can run a Java fix on it. So you can ask me, what's the deal? And now um, I had already a chat with Johan, and yeah. Johan didn't like, you know, my opinion about web components and JavaScript because uh, I'm I'm mm -hmm. very pro uh, web standards and JavaScript. So I do lots of JavaScript in the front end, and it works well. But this is not the competitor of of Java fix. Sometimes. Uh, web components are not enough or, or web standards. So you need to know the direct link to the hardware. So um, enterprise features, or you need to know a really great app. And what what web developers are doing right now is they, they're not using React or Angular anymore in such cases. They are using React Native or Ionic yeah. or something different. And the problem with this approach is, is they usually what they do is they run Cordova or browser-like environment. And uh, the Cordova uh, has, uh, for instance, this browser-like environment has access to the device. And with JavaScript, um, you have uh, access, you can access an API, which is no more a web API. It's a proprietary API, but you, you get buttons, text, whatever. And they get translated through the Cordova or uh, middle layer to the uh, to the device, so mm -hmm. with JavaFX is different because with the Graal VM there is no browser in between. They have access the native access to the native widgets, and this mm -hmm. is crazy fast. So I would say this is a widely underestimated killer feature of JavaFX, and this should really took off because you can right now write native apps as it was. Uh, so the same the same uh, I like Swing as well, the same simplicity yeah. as Swing. And uh, run it on a mobile device and and ship it to the app store. That's the thing. You know, this is not like you know a hack where something is loaded or reloaded or whatever. And with that, what you could even do is, you could even write parts of that with JavaScript, for instance, and have hot reload. You know, this is what the React guys and the Angular guys or Ionic guys are proud of that they can reload the application. We can do the same with GraalVM. And now we have you know millions of Swing developers. Who could actually write native applications on mobile devices and desktop? So th the cool story is we have, I think, unique story in Java where you can really write once and run it on Android, iOS, and desktop, the same app. Right. And and this right. is, I would say, this is what we should emphasize in Java X. And uh, I also had a chat with uh, with Johan in my podcast, and 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 he tried, you know, to compete with the web apps. Like the web apps, I mean, you, you shouldn't compete because if you know if it is simple, no one will create something and ship it to the app store. And no, no. but 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 you would just build it with JavaScript, you know, and 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 you don't even need a Angular or React. Just use the web standard, and you are set. But 
in one project I got asked, you know, can we ask, uh, can we access the uh, the scanner of the device? So they wanted to use, you know, the camera to scan barcodes. So and this becomes a little bit harder with plain JavaScript, you know, to to reliably access the camera. And, and <laughs> but with um, with Gluon, what they have, I, I think I forgot the name. They expose the native APIs Gluon Link, I think is the name, where you can they expose the native device directly. So I have a Java API. I can access that, for instance, from JavaFX. Okay. Yeah. And that and now the craziest story ever. What you could even do right now is, you can create a JavaFX app on a mobile device, and they come with the web view, right? And in yeah. the web view in JavaFX, you could even load, you can even load, a web app which interacts with the device. So we can have a hybrid, which is part web standards part Java with complete access to the device. And I think, uh, I hope I will see more of such kinds of applications because this would be right now, this is kick-ass, you know. This is not like uh, you can you can, you can can very easily with our tools, with NetBeans, IntelliJ, and if you really have to use Eclipse, with Eclipse would also work, right? Right, right it works, yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding about Eclipse. So, uh, uh, but, uh, Eclipse. <laughs> Eclipse, exactly. And we have the scene builder, which was always great, and um, so you can you can you can prototype on your desktop and then ship it natively to device. And I think this is a really big deal, right? Right, and a lot of stuff uh, you you discussed, and uh, for, for JavaFX, uh, it's it's not anymore to compete um, against the web. Uh, it's it's accepted uh, where each one resides, yeah. uh, and I guess for JavaFX it's it's five percent, and uh, we had a lot of uh, customers there, and with great applications uh, from construction, uh, from uh, healthcare, from surgical uh, doctors, and uh, sharing the pictures in high density. Uh, uh, the huh, the uh, automotive industry. So um, I, I took care about the past uh, seven seven years about uh, Java FX, yeah, and always having um, a, a conference or embedded in a conference. We did this on the um, JAX conference, on WJAX, and on several other conferences. And uh, since the past uh, two years, um, I. I um, convinced uh, Dirk Lemmermann uh, that uh, he, he was the front man for the JFX days. Uh, and then you name the, the city. So the first uh, two times it was 2.18 and 2.19 in Zurich. And they called JFX days uh, Zurich. And this year we will have this, hopefully, um, uh, uh, setup is, is done. But... Um, um, Caused by the Corona crisis, um, there could be any surprise, um, of course. And uh, the JFX Days Munich 2020 will uh, scheduled to the last week of November or something mm -hmm. there. Yeah. So there are a lot of um, people uh, attending uh, this, but it's a niche yeah, for the for the pure fat client UI desktop application. Yeah, and lots in government. Yeah. We had a project where we built everything from scratch with a um, UI builder. Yeah. <clears throat> and if you if you watch the application, um, the UI, you think, oh, it's something from Microsoft or is it from Google? You never uh, will think about its JavaFX. Mm -hmm. And there's a generator. And 
this um, this uh, was part of the German Department of Justice, and they showed it um, two and a half years earlier. Yeah. And it was very, very good. And, um, and the main work uh, was done uh, with, from uh, Tom Schindel and his team, mm-hmm. and, and uh, that was really amazing uh, what we did in, in that project. Yeah. And, and so, but we never compete uh, with the web. And the other, the missing part was that, uh, what Johann Faust um, added, uh, and I work closely uh, with him. Um, he he put on Gluon Mobile, uh, mm-hmm. and he put uh, the subst- Substrate uh, VM mm-hmm. from Graal in, in an, uh, an own implementation for uh, its stuff, um, his stuff, and he can he can provide uh, proper applications, uh, apps on Android and on iOS. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and uh, if if you if you think about in a project uh, on the Department of Justice where we compile Java where we have one single point of control with CSS with changing anything yeah and putting that into the UI builder and someone uh, who who needs to assign this he just push a button on the on the UI builder yeah he he did involved in that deep level stuff and we can change this on on one side on a single uh, central part mm-hmm. and and now it, this comes along with mobile if you can embrace and extend this to to mobile uh, smartphone devices uh, it would be uh, really a step forward a major step forward because uh, you get rid of many uh, different uh, exotic um, Language, uh, yeah, work you need in 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 your business, uh, like maybe Deutsche Bank uh, did for the online banking, yeah, on all the platforms, different teams, yeah, and that's very promising if you have a reliable um, set of tooling, yeah, and and uh, we <laughs> we had uh, last year in Zurich um, the uh, state of the union for Java FX, <clears throat> and um, I was uh, tight. Uh, with Kevin Rushford, uh, who did the engineering at Oracle um, uh, for, for the for the next uh, three years, yeah. and Johan did all the stuff uh, since JDK 11, uh, where we separated Java FX, yeah. and um, so it should uh, now uh, Java FX uh, 11.0. Uh, uh, seven. Yeah, uh, it's still on <clears throat> on the website uh, 11.06. <laughs> uh, but yesterday we had the, the latest um, security patch for JDK 14.01, and the same for an update for Java 8 and uh, uh, JDK 11 as well. Yeah. Why is Oracle so, still interested in in, in <coughs> Java things? So. Yeah, uh, there's a, uh, a lot of change uh, happened in the organization uh, two and a half years ago. Yeah, I, I don't go into any uh, details, and um, a- anything uh, <clears throat> related to Java was on the on the benchmark uh, to take a look on that. And um, the the uh, organization is embracing a- um, everything from from the um, the development side. So uh, Java, the whole team is in in one uh, organization, and this is in combination with the Oracle Labs and the Graal uh, VM team. Mm-hmm. So every uh, organization um, belongs to to one uh, line, and and they 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 work in line, mm-hmm. yeah, and and that say it so, yeah. 
and um, that was uh, a, a different uh, behavior in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where you just um, more on on a product side mm-hmm. and and just um, yeah developing something uh, which is ready and uh, yeah how does this fit to others yeah mm-hmm. and this that was uh, sorted and uh, realigned yeah and um, uh, very very uh, uh, good uh, uh, positioned yeah that all the engineering uh, colleagues are are doing uh, comprehensive uh, work yeah. And um, we are we are in a in a, in a large team, uh, which um, yeah um, can can uh, use the benefits itself. Yeah, and that's that's the first step. Uh, otherwise, you you can't uh, get it uh, on the road. Yeah, mm-hmm. if uh, people can't combine it in any way, like you mentioned many uh, examples uh, t- uh, today, um, how you would combine uh, technology. Uh, even developers uh, didn't thought about uh, the first time uh, that uh, that would be possible mm-hmm. uh, to do with that. Uh, so what I, what I wanted to the, ask you is that Oracle is still invest in JavaFX, which is surprising, because uh, the uh, Kevin um, is from from Oracle. And uh, and he just right. contributes to JavaFX still. Right. Uh, this there is a, a client roadmap, and and uh, Kevin Ken Brashard, um is still uh, still there in in place uh, for for the uh, support. Mm-hmm. And um, this is as, as you can see uh, support until uh, March 2022. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, on on the other side, uh, if you support. JDK 8, uh, which get extended uh, support until 2030. Mm-hmm. Uh, JDK 8, in the next 10 years. Mm-hmm. And at that time, with JDK 8, JavaFX uh, was bundled. Mm-hmm. So you, you can't uh, deny that uh, uh, on, on the outside that we don't care about it. And yeah. uh, Swing uh, was, was um, yeah, uh, uh, slightly deprecated in 2008. Yeah. So 13 years later, <laughs> Uh, it's it's still there, and we have uh, many people uh, working still in the support. Yeah, and uh, if you think about the the whole organization, I, I don't uh, name any numbers now, uh, which I could, but, <laughs> but you shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't. The, and and so so uh, some people are really uh, taking care about Swing, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's very uh, clear uh, if you. Anything is, is uh, um, separated in modules with uh, the, the JMods and after mm-hmm. the, uh, with JDK9. Mm-hmm. And so the desktop module, yeah, mm-hmm. you, you can just get rid of this. Yeah? Mm-hmm. But uh, you, you have um, obligations uh, that you need to support this. Yeah? Mm-hmm. And the whole um, um, group of the JCP must, must agree to that. Yeah? So um, for me, uh, it's a long time there and... Uh, it remains there with with Swing, uh, and and uh, we saw many projects uh, with thousands of uh, windows and window managers, and and it's amazing. And uh, they never migrated something. Uh, yeah. And and that that's a that's a different uh, problem, but uh, we saw really um, uh, promising um, stuff with Java FX mm-hmm. and uh, not. Uh, on on the niche uh, against the web, it's not against, it's with the web. Yeah? Exactly. Uh, and and uh, on the mobile stuff, you can you can do much much more. And um, this was possible with Graal. So Graal and and the Fed client and the the Java FX UI. Yeah, mm-hmm. that could be uh, a, a good chance uh, to to come again uh, to 
to very, very small pieces, uh, like you mentioned, uh, with apps on, on, a, on a store somewhere. Yeah. And mobile is the future. So I think uh, it, it surpassed you know, the desktop. So I, I would say now it's over 50%. I even would we have to, to look at the statistics. Probably the mobile use is like 70 or 80% and 20% desktop. And a uh, very concrete use case. Um, Apple announced the new iPads with LiDAR support where you can have a radar-like, you know, you can, you can measure the range. Until this will be included in the web standards, First, it has to be available on Android and everywhere else. Then the browsers have to support that. And then you get a, a web API. It will take at least, I would say, if we, at, at fastest, two years, I would say, if not five. But with Java X, Johan could expose it right now. I mean, he is an old right. tinkerer. So this, this to expose such an API this is not a big deal. And you can make, make this available in, uh, in a month and um, and using you know a web component standards web, and invoke you know via JavaFX and Substrate VM the native functionality. And the right. cool story is, if a company really would like to, I have to, uh, already chat with Johan at the podcast. They could even pay Johan, and it will expose it immediately. So this is no complete. Right. This is complete different um, strategy. Actually, JavaFX could could be become the enable for cutting edge technology. You know. So uh, yeah. it was a completely different then, angle. So I would say this is funny because we had we 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 were very lucky with the application service that they be were very compatible with <laughs> Docker. So in one point of time it was the killer feature that, that they were separated. You know the the war and the runtime were separated, and now we have this second you know interesting use case where if when you combine JavaFX and GraalVM or Substrate VM, it becomes you know kick-ass platform on mobile devices, right? So this is like. Uh, uh, Lucky accident. So uh, we are really lucky in the in the in, in, in it. It, it, it looks it, it, like planned, but it wasn't. Uh, it's just a you no know, lucky accident. Oh, it was hard work, and uh, I really uh, amazed by the work of uh, Johann Voss, and uh, he, he's his work really uh, amazing. What what ideas uh, he he bring into products, and um, so he's in good shape uh, with with Gluon and and all his um, engineering colleagues. And um, he, he works on on Gluon Mobile uh, very hard, and the the uh, the transition was um, as people were aware. Oh, uh, we um, Oracle uh, uh, takes care about Java. Oh, there is a Java SE subscription. Oh, there are thousand engineers. Uh, they need to be paid. Oh. Uh, that's something uh, we need to take care about. Mm -hmm. uh, but no one uh, was paying uh, at that time uh, for any other support. Uh, so, so the Gluon subscription uh, was was uh, follow up on that. They had enough uh, consulting work, and if each one from the enterprises pays just consulting companies, yeah, uh, no one uh, gives back uh, code uh, as a contribution uh, to a, to an op open source. Um, mm -hmm. Um, uh, set up, yeah, and that was was a way uh, people learned. If if they really like to support it, their environment, um, for instance, with the Java SE subscription, yeah, and uh, they go for the Gluon subscription, yeah, for Java FX, yeah, mm -hmm. and and this is something maybe not for uh, any uh, customer uh, applicable, yeah, but. Or people uh, really want to take care about if they find bugs and uh, need someone uh, without own engineering to take care about that. Uh, that's important. Yeah, that yeah, they, they have someone mm -hmm. uh, who really stands in, and um, that was um, uh, something I 
I, I, I focused on uh, to put all the worldwide uh, developers for Java FX to funnel these into their own subscriptions around uh, Java FX. And, and that's the reason uh, why I'm taking care about that. Uh, of course, uh, with the uh, combination of the Graal VM, but these are detailed on that. Uh, yeah. in, in that community, we have, we have um, large enterprises really like to pay for uh, the development work of uh, smaller companies, of larger companies. They just want to get uh, an assurance uh, of, of that particular uh, application that they can ask someone and uh, file bugs and uh, get it done in, in a week or immediately. Yeah? Yeah. And, and that's something you don't need to wait for bug fixes. Yeah, and this uh, is, and and this is something important. which is even cost efficient. So I give you completely different examples. So um, I was in an example, a large German company where you use GSF from Prime Faces. And um, and uh, there were some not not bugs. They wanted to have some features, so some classes had to be exposed. We are not exposed CSS classes, and they asked me, "Could you do this?" So I guess I could, but I never I didn't wrote the components. It will take me days. Why we not pay? You know the Prime Faces company. They will fix it for you. And now the cool stuff is, it will remain in the product. If I do something for you, it is a branch, and my branch exactly, and my branch has to be you know has to be maintained over the years, which is neither cool for me nor for you. You will pay me for one year, but uh, after one year, I actually for will forget what I did, and that will be a disaster. And they did it, and what what turned out, the um, the yearly subscription was like, you know, a few hundred euros. It was actually nothing against this, what I would need, you know, to understand the code base and, and extend it. And... Um, Another example was BA. The old BA days, we had a subscription and we found a bug. So we got uh, the source code from the weblogic.jar. We could, you know, fix the bug. We sent it back to BA. And in the next few days, we were online. No, online. The bug was fixed. Without the subscription, uh, it was a, a, a way harder. So I would say with subscription, you are always faster and, uh, and you are more cost efficient. And the killer feature for enterprises is someone else fixes the bug for you and the bug... Uh, the, the, the fix for the bug remains in the code base, in the product. It's not a branch. And this is not a branch. This is like, you know, this is a cost saver. It's, you can save orders of magnitude of money with that. So this is uh, and this is what I don't never get. Why to run unsupported products? As I say always, we have two choices. We will run, you know, back then was Glassfish, let's say uh, open source, or we can pay Sun, right? So yeah. if we run Glassfish open source, we found many, many bugs. So, um, and uh, if we contribute the bugs um, uh, back, so it only works if you are running on the bleeding edge. Well, back then we had Glassfish v3 and Glassfish v2. So if we run, you know, the recent Glassfish v3 or v4, the bugs get fixed because all the engineers I know uh, they are really happy that we are contributing to the to the master branch, right? But if we run, you know, all the Glassfish in production, no one is interested in fixing the old bugs, so we will have to pay the companies. So what I always tell the people, you know, companies. Um, either you dedicate developers' time, you know, to care about that open source. This is your what you have to invest in, or you buy a subscription. But you cannot just you know download uh, open source from the internet and hope it will work forever. So this is like irresponsible behavior in my eyes. Right, exactly. And then that 
<clears throat> that's exactly the point. And uh, if you, if you, uh, I see a lot of uh, projects, uh, project teams, uh, they, they, um, building throwaway software. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the team, this team, the team is on the start with the newest framework and, yeah. and, uh, you never get this team capability after six months. It's gone. Yeah. And, uh, that's the reason why we are far ahead with Java FX because we have guaranteed uh, maintenance mm -hmm. and guaranteed support for years, for, mm -hmm. for almost a decade mm -hmm. for Java 8. Yeah. Yeah. Of, of course, if, if you freeze uh, a release like 8 and can't move to 14, which you can, mm -hmm. yeah, you can do both. Yeah. You should always uh, take a look um, on, on the future side, what it's available now, but you can always get this under support and the maintenance and the, the these throwaway uh, projects uh, you can't maintain. No one could, because the, the next people you, you find on the street, they will say, oh, we have a new framework yeah. uh, yesterday and we try this because we are capable of that. Yeah? Yeah. And, and that's something different. You can't plan with a proper uh, enterprise business mm -hmm. there. Yeah? Yeah, exactly. and, and you mentioned this for years with the enterprise application servers. Yeah? And, and now uh, it's the same on, on a whole environment uh, with, with uh, the combination in that kind of architecture. If, if, if we really have uh, the, uh, the, the challenge um, on, on UI side, on server side, combined with one language, Name it Java, or it could have some some others in it. Yeah, uh, with with Graal VM, there is the potential capability that we get proper results on that. Mm -hmm. uh, and and that wasn't the case mm -hmm. in the past because it was <clears throat> too fragment too fragmented, mm -hmm. and uh, sometimes uh, a religious discussion about uh, programming languages which don't give you any uh, results in in your projects yeah. you have uh, different um, uh, groups in in your team and and they they don't work really together mm -hmm. uh, and uh, so you can have experts for ui for server side for serverless for uh, functions you call the nano services yeah all that stuff yeah, but if they don't work together and have uh, at least a, a technology perspective how this fits together, mm -hmm. yeah, and then it needs to be supported. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, after that, you, you choose different tooling. Uh, for instance, in your microservice architecture, you'd see, oh, a lot of possibilities. But at the end, uh, you have only uh, the top 25 uh, tooling uh, set uh, running on, on Kubernetes, on uh, all that common stuff uh, we did for years with Docker and, and the JVMs and, and then uh, with Graal. But uh, how would you get this supported uh, uh, for a long time? Uh, yeah. Maybe for five years uh, yeah. and now, uh, but not uh, for, for uh, two uh, months or yeah. uh, six months. You get uh, Angular stability supported for half a year, which is good enough. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this, and, and, uh, interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm performing an Angular code review right now, and uh, the uh, this is one-year-old project, and they have, uh, I forgot, uh, several hundred uh, security issues, too high, moderate, and uh, we have to... And the, the, the stuff with JavaScript, the people get it wrong. It's not necessarily the, the, the problem with the production code which ships to browser. The, 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 the problem sits on developer machines because in order to build a JavaScript framework, you need, no kidding, several thousand JavaScript files which contribute to the build process. 
if if the and if this the build doesn't work, you cannot ship. So the danger is not in the browser. The problem is the build process. So this is my final words. So where people can find you, Wolfgang? <laughs> they can find me um, on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, Wolf Wolf Look. Yeah. And yeah. Perfect. No, not Wolf Look, not Wolf Talk. Uh, walk, right? Right. <laughs> Perfect. Just look. Yeah. <laughs> now that was the reason uh, the, the name was g uh, given and uh, used by by uh, something. Um, someone else. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I, I, I didn't uh, spend much time. I just try uh, several combinations, and that was the fastest uh, okay, I got good. in mind. <laughs> That's how it uh, comes to that name. <laughs> yeah, perfect. So thank you, and see you next time. Thank you, Adam.